Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. You're very welcome along to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, Paul O'Connell will explain how the Irish rugby team is using drones, 5G and mobile private networks as part of their World Cup preparations. Cullen Boog will go through his favourite podcasts and discuss the art of an interview. And we will, of course, look at the great big mess that happened earlier this week with Bank of Ireland. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Uh, But we're going to start this week with the rugby. Ireland will take on England in a warm-up match in just a few minutes' time. But I got to attend one of the training sessions on Wednesday of this week out at the High Performance Centre in Blanchardstown. There was a group of people at the side of the pitch that were looking to get selfies with Peter O'Mahony and Conor Murray and all the rest. But I was distracted by the drones flying overhead. They were there as part of a new technological solution dreamed up by the IRFU and team sponsor Vodafone to speed up the data analysis that happens at training. Ireland is the only team in Europe to use this technology uh, and how it works is the drones and a handful of cameras feed video into a truck that or a little van type thing at the side of the pitch that uses a 5G mobile private network so that the analytics team can then process and give that information to the coaches within a matter of minutes. I spoke with Vinnie Hammond, who is the head of analytics and innovation at the IRFU, who told me how the technology used by the Irish rugby team has evolved over the last number of years. I think it, like evolving is definitely the way I describe it. What we could do 10 years ago, we thought was kind of cool and groundbreaking. And now what we're looking at is something we could never imagine um, in terms of the latency, video delivery, uh, the data that's available and it's trying to now, the challenge is actually trying to make sense of it all. Mm-hmm. So we've got so much and, and actually uh, for me it's about reducing what we take in and improving what we already have or what we decide is a good a, you know, a good piece of data, a good piece of technology or whatever it is in, in that sense. Mm. And just explain the layers of how it works because we know that the players wear trackers in the back of the jersey but we're here at your uh, at the training campus and this, I've seen drones, I've seen cameras, I've seen vans with antennas sticking out of them. So just explain the different layers and then how you digest it and then pass it back to the coaches. Yeah, digestion is, is the main thing for us, right? So there's no point in us having all of this if, if we can't get it into something actionable really quickly. And uh, actionable and speed are the two things that we would really drive. Um, so for example, at the training today, you would have seen there's six or seven cameras around uh, the facility here. They're all PTZ cameras, which are pan tilt zoom, so we can operate those from a control center in here. Um, the two drones in the sky are 5G connected, thanks to the Vodafone partnership that we have. And then the, the cameras that you see on the roof, they're the ones that we've been effectively trying to run as if we were in France this week, although we're in the HPC, um, to practice what it's going to be like when we go over there and we don't have the luxury of the facility that we have here. So, mm. And the, the, the 5G connectivity, obviously that's really important and really impressive. It's something that we've been talking about from a consumer point of view for years, but getting the use case and the benefit, like if I say you can download you know, a 4K film in 15 seconds, that's great, but does it really make a difference? In terms of your day-to-day and what you do, does that latency really make a difference? 
so there's two things to that right so if you say you could download a 4k film in 15 seconds to give you a practical application of what we would do after any international game six angles get uploaded from the home team right we're still compressing those with a h.264 so if you're a nerd you'll enjoy this chat and if you're not you probably switch it <laughs> off but they're compressed right and they're about four or five gigs at the end of that multiplied by five or six because they're six streams you're looking at about 30 gigs right so we have to take every single game that happens all over the world and download it and then we start working on it from there so the source is that big chunky video file at the start and we can't even get to 4k at the moment because of obviously file size and that so mm -hmm. what we've been able to do thanks to the the 5g is being able to speed that process up send video to the touchline send video back from the touchline not rely on wireless which is obviously going to be affected by all sorts of other things in the ground it could be microwave it could be a, you know one of those cameras that's walking up and then inside the pitch um, so yeah, it's eliminating all the noise and taking off what they've done here in, in the way they've described it to me is they've sectioned off a slice of 5G dedicated just to us mm -hmm. and whatever we go upwards or downwards on that is, is just for us. So it's effectively our own mobile private network, which is um, like, you know, two years ago, I didn't know it was, was even possible. So mm -hmm. In terms of your own team and the... Um the digesting of the information and passing it on to the coaches like I saw some of the players looking at iPads here and you know watching things that had just happened a few minutes before how important is that to not only the performance but also the improvement of the team after each session I think individually it's massive right so you know you've got a guy doing a skill session at the end of training there and they can look very quickly as what they're doing replay it check it move it move it you know a, a half a foot one way or the other in terms of I don't know high ball skills kicking that kind of thing and then from a team point of view you would have seen Andy use the the big screen as a coaching tool because these guys go home today they might have you know some guys are going back to collect kids from school others are going to you know a sauna or a, a massage recovery there's a whole load of different things that happen in between then and and the next time we catch up and we know from kind of from the evidence that we've we've got it it's really important to fix on the go and they remember it and it embeds it so they've seen it on the big screen they've seen it with their peers and we make a little change and all of a sudden then the next time they're on the pitch so we reckon and rightly or wrongly that the most effective coaching moments are literally as, as after it happened to embed the proper behavior or the proper um, running line or whatever so you don't get them very often but when they're there you know you take them and we use the technology when we can. That was Vinnie Hammond, the Head of Analytics and Innovation at the IRFU, speaking to me on Wednesday. Uh, also present on the day were Paul O'Connell and Simon Easterby, two of the Irish coaches. And they explained how this data impacts what they do and ultimately what happens on the pitch. Listen, I, I don't know a lot about the technology side of it, but what it gives us is, is a live review. So probably the first coach that really used this with us is John Fogarty uses it for his scrum stuff on a Monday, so in, in, indoors there we've a, a, a camera above. Uh, we'll do setups in the scrum. Um, they'll they'll engage against one another, and then they walk to a TV and they, there's a 30 second de delay, and they watch that scrum, and then they come back and they feedback to the coach on on uh, on what they did well and what they didn't do well, and who was aligned and and who wasn't aligned. And now we're bringing that out onto the pitch from 
kind of scrum into general play so when you see something that happens you can just go to one of the coaches with the mic and you can say can you cut that last rock for me and then he'll put that up for you and you can get the lads around the big screen and you can give them feedback and you know I think in research shows that the earlier you give the feedback the better it is the earlier you give the feedback the better chance you have of of, of a behavior change or, or a habit change so this is kind of called five star feedback where you can get a, a guy you can you can I suppose use the video to confirm you saw what you think you saw and then you can show the player immediately either on the big screen or, or on an iPad um, and they can go about their business as well so I suppose there's a number of good things there in that you know they, they're getting good feedback they're getting really accurate feedback you're not feeding back to them on what you thought you saw you're feeding back to them on what you know you saw and the other thing we have then is, is I think we've eight high resolution cameras here so even when we maul um, like my mall footage this evening will have six cameras on it so like we have a back lifter we want to look at what he has done so we have a camera angle from here we have a front lifter on the other side we want to see what he he has done we've drawn footage from uh, on top so we can see if there's any gaps or any any spaces in our mall and we've footage from either either end of the mall as well so you know trying to get that onto onto one screen uh, within five minutes of it happening so that we can feed back to, to the players is I would imagine it's pretty tricky uh, I would imagine it's pretty tricky but for us in terms of the value it gives us in terms of being able to live review it's 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 uh, it's absolutely incredible and it's actually something that we as coaches uh, are I suppose we need to get better at using it it's such new technology it's it's but the opportunities that it gives us are, are incredible. You know, we, are, we have a lot of review meetings and Andy speaks a lot about trying to find a way. So he doesn't want long meetings. He doesn't want a lot of meetings. So this is a great opportunity for us to find a way to have a quick review, a quick little meeting, a quick chat, fix something on the run, and then get back out on the pitch and, uh, and see how it works. I think that the live feedback, uh, Paulie's probably said, is, is invaluable. Uh, you sometimes leave the training pitch and players might leave with a bit of anxiety, a little bit of uh, concern about something that they, they think they might have done, could have done better. Um, you know, we obviously try and give live coaching feedback, but if they can see it and then they get a feel for, for exactly what happened, then it, it allows them to adjust and potentially go and um, put that into practice in the session itself. Uh, you know, every, every player, every coach, a different way of learning and a different way of explaining, but certainly for us it it becomes invaluable in that it's, it's, it's live, it's in the moment and players are, we're stressing them, we're trying to get them to, to a point where they feel under a bit of pressure uh, but there's also that ability to, to be calm and then make good decisions and some of that allows us to, to do that in there and then go back to the pitch and try and put it into practice. Just in terms of, there's so much data now and it's possible to gather so much data, how do you distinguish between valuable data versus just numbers and stats for the sake of it? Um, well, it's, it's the data that's important to you and it's your feel as a coach then of of when you're overloading a player or, or not. I would say, you know, we have all the data in the world, but we, we actually don't rely heavily on it. I, I think another thing Andy speaks a lot about is the coach's eye. Um, and it's a skill that we're always trying to develop is our ability as coaches to see it for ourselves, you know, and not to be 
always relying on a video or not always be relying on a stat but I suppose you know within 24 hours of a game if you've if you've had a conversation with a few other coaches if you've had a conversation with a few players if you've you know if you've seen it live in the game then you've watched it on the video and, and you've you've a few stats on the side as well you've a pretty good picture then of, of what happened or what didn't happen um, uh, and I think you know, it's one of the challenges we had, certainly with the GPS, when, when the GPS first came in, you know, we, we used to get a load of information. I was a player when it first came in and, and we used to get a load of information and we didn't pay any attention to it. When the GPS stuff went down to a one-pager, it was something that the players were really excited to, to look at and I think that's something that our video analysts are quite good at, is, is getting, getting to the things that are really important and then us allowing the things that are really important influence our coaching and, and, and our plan for each weekend. You know, sometimes you go into a review and if you haven't spoken to the players on, on something that's, you know, a bit confusing or you don't understand how they've gone it wrong or what's happened, it, it, you know, if you haven't had a little bit of a chat and gotten the backstory of why a certain thing has happened, you know, I, I had it yesterday where with a player who was just into camp and he, he, he came around a corner and he's supposed to do a certain thing when he came around the corner, but there was some of the calls he hadn't picked up yet. So, you know, I could put him up on the review and I could say, you know, you got to do A, B and C, but I, me as a coach hadn't told him what he had to do yet. So uh, I think having that chat with a player is really important. and. You see, they've so much, uh, they've so much knowledge from their provinces as well. You know, so we finish at the end of the Six Nations. They play on for another two months. They have a whole load of different challenges they're facing that maybe we don't understand. And you get, you know, you're trying to get that information off them because plenty of it is stuff we can use as well. You know, the lessons they've learned in their game. So, um, so it's I, it's quite collaborative. I think you know Simon is really good at. I need to be better at questioning, but Simon's really good at questioning and trying to get the players' feedback and trying to get the players' opinions because, you know, we've a lot of very smart players and uh, when they have an opinion and feel that their opinion is, is heard, they tend to take a, a lot more ownership. So they are really curious and curiosity is, is a big part of, of how we go about our business. Yeah, that was Paul O'Connell and Simon Easterby speaking with me on Wednesday. Uh, I know the conversations around technology and sport can be controversial at times. I was on Off the Ball Breakfast a few weeks ago talking about Hawkeye and people in the comments were quite vocal about their views. Uh, but I'd love to know what you think. You can email me techtalk at newstalk.com. Now, when we come back here on News Talk, we'll look at the art of the interview.